0: What's up, guys, and welcome to another 15 minutes with Star Lord. Uh, today, I'm going to kind of talk about business in the martial arts, submission wrestling, jiu jitsu, combat sports realm, and the fact that you don't have to be a competitor to make money. So, honestly, of all the things I've done, the thing that I made the least amount of money doing is fighting and competing. And for the vast majority of people, unless you're one of the best in the world, That's going to be the case. And that takes a lot of self-awareness, okay? And first off, let's kind of talk about what got me out of competing and fighting at a trajectory that would have let me become, like, one of the top guys in the world. Um, So, I mean, I'm 25. I'm not even in my athletic prime yet. I've been training eight, nine years. I'm fairly competitive with some really good guys. But – I don't have the killer instinct or the desire to break someone. And at a high level of competition, that's what you need. And it took me a long time, and I still kind of struggle with it. I mean, I get asked every day when I'm going to compete again. Because when you're in your mid-20s, it's kind of assumed that if you're a black belt and a good grappler or fighter, that you need to fight or compete. And that's still something I struggle with. Okay. But I have enough self-realization to understand that I don't want to break somebody again. You know, I mean I've broken six or seven people in, between my MMA and jiu-jitsu career. And most of those were like shoulders and some being legs, you know. And I kind of realized after the last time I broke somebody's leg that it wasn't worth it for me to go out there and compete and have the chance of breaking somebody on my mind, you know, because I've gotten to a point where whether it's mental weakness or just being too nice or whatever, I would rather lose a match than break somebody in half, especially because in jujitsu, I mean the highest level guys, okay, Gordon's making 20 grand to show. Okay. If he's got decent health insurance, 5,000 dollar deductible, he's still gonna make 15 grand on top of that, but that's the highest, highest level. Most guys are making like two and two, three and three. And those guys are still like decent names to get yourself up to that place. You're potentially competing for two to $5,000 in tournaments. And that's only in the finals. Most people don't have health insurance. Most people have other jobs and families, independence and stuff like that. And I just do not want to be able to put myself in that position where I had to take somebody's ability to compete and work away from them. So, when I realized that, I really focused in on my school, my side hustles, uh, my tournaments, all that fun shit. So the biggest thing I, you got to realize is obviously teaching is phenomenal for building income. And a lot of people see jujitsu schools as an easy way to make money. It's not, you know, like the easiest thing I do to make money is not my teaching. And I mean, easy money is a big word, you know? There's no real such thing as easy money. Everything needs work and dedication. But some of these principles I found really help in any business scenario that I've been involved with. And one of them is giving more than you take, you know? And this is something I got from Gary V. He talks about always giving 51%. In any relationship, he never wants to owe anyone anything. And that's something I struggle with because there's a fine line between owing someone and including them and bringing them on as a partner. Okay. I never want to be owing anyone and I never want to be having anyone claim that they made me. And that was something I struggled with for a long time. And it wasn't up until recently that I've found some good people that I can rely on that will work hard, as hard as I do, towards a a mutually beneficial goal. So giving more has always, one, made me feel good. Two, made me feel like I wasn't taking advantage of someone and not having to owe them anything, you know? So that's, that's a big one because people notice that people notice when you give more than you receive and when you're really doing it, not because you're expecting to make a lot of money or any of that stuff that, that all comes as a byproduct of giving, you know, but in order to give, you have to find something you're passionate about. So if you're not passionate about it, it shows through and it's easy to give more than you take when you're really, really passionate about it and you love it. You know, I mean, most of my tournaments, up until recently, we were not profitable, okay? I was losing money on it and it was very stressful, but it's something I needed to go through and the connections and the vibes and the interactions I've had because of that have led to future successes, okay? So on top of giving more than you take, realizing that just because it's not financially successful at first, doesn't mean it's not going to pay off in dividends down the line. And that's a harder one to kind of to realize because at a certain point you do need to stop doing things that are going to hurt your wallet, hurt your mentality, and hurt your overall uh, zest for business, okay? So that's, that's a harder one to do and I can't give you any like black and white answers on this is when you need to stop, right? Because I did, I've done like 23, 24 events, and of those I'd probably say 15 of them lost money. And in the short term, that was devastating to me. It wrecked my credit, wrecked a lot of stuff, but now I'm 4 let's see, I started in in 2016, yeah, I'm four years post running my first tournament. And I'll tell you right now, what I paid in and what I've gotten out of the connections and just like the experience is definitely quadrupled in income, what I've put out easily. Now, that's not possible without the passion, okay? On top of that, I really believe it's really, really important to have a... a feast versus famine mentality, you know? I really believe that there's plenty of room for everybody in business, you know? And I'm I'm a big fan of the open market and letting the, the, the cream rise to the top, okay? And I got people right across the street from me teaching jiu-jitsu, you know? And uh, yeah, no limits, right across the street from me. They're within half a mile of my business. I saw the owner at just Games had a great conversation with him. And now he's talking about me stocking one of his products in my pro shop. And I have no problem with that because jujitsu and anything in business, people can be successful even in close proximity. You know, people that come to me may not enjoy my personality. So it's good for them to have multiple options. How boring would it be for everybody to eat fucking McDonald's every day? No, you you need to have some variety. You know, you can't be doing the same shit every day. And just like he loses students to me, I'll probably lose some students to him. It's just part of business, okay? There's multiple high level tournaments now in Florida. I'm fucking helping out the pay per view with Substars. It's one of the biggest tournaments in Florida. When Fight to Win comes, I help Seth match the cards. You know, when Kasai comes, I help Hollows match the cards because I believe the rising tide rises or raises all ships. Okay, so that that's a big part of it the biggest thing that I'm having success with now is online. Okay. My school is doing great and I'm very grateful for that. I'm continuing to grow it and eventually expand to a larger facility. But the things that I'm really focused on now are the reoccurring revenue online stream. So I use Rockfin for example, and I have someone that records and edits videos of me teaching techniques. I do this podcast and all that stuff Goes into my Rockfin, okay, and it's ten bucks a month. It's not nothing high. I still put out a shit ton of free content because I really believe just putting yourself out there in people's faces is huge to growing a brand and growing a business, you know. And in my case, a personal brand is also a business, so it takes patience. It wasn't until so let's see, I got my black belt a year ago. I was a brown belt for about two and a half, three years. So it wasn't until about a year into my brown belt that I started getting recognized, started doing seminars and stuff like that. So three years ago, I started good and out there. The level of growth I've had in three years, not just in my personal brand, but all the businesses I've, I've grown between Zapatero, North River Jiu-Jitsu, Nogi Nation, Wicked Warrior Coffee, um, my rock fin, and my seminar business is exponential. And I really believe a lot of that is because... Like we were talking about in the beginning, give me more than you take. I put a lot of things out there for free. When I go teach seminars, I'm not charging crazy amounts of show money and all that stuff because I want to impact people. So whatever your business is, especially in the grappling world, you need to realize, one, you need to find an opening. Okay, You need to get in there and understand what the market needs and what the market has too much of If the market has too much of something, unless you can do something better, don't bother doing it. Okay? or unless you're really passionate about it, those are the two recipes to for success in an already saturated market. Either have a better version of it, or have more passion than the other people. If not, go find something that there's a hole in. You know, I'm telling you right now, the tournaments are saturated. The um, clothing brands, fight wear, very saturated. And it's hard to break into that market because people are constantly getting screwed by guys like Endo and DJ and Mackie and all them. Guys, right? CBD, super saturated, right? DVD instructionals, very saturated. There, there's some room for improvement in there. But for myself, the things I'm working on now are streaming, right? Because Flow kind of has a corner on the market. We dropped a whole bunch of money on streaming technology. We're doing the pay-per-view for substars. We're going around, we're gonna be doing more pay-per-views and more streams for high-level tournaments to offer another option. Okay. So I saw that need in the marketplace. I took action, and now we're growing, okay? Same thing in my local community, in jiu-jitsu. In the area I'm at, Palmetto and Parish, it was one jiu-jitsu school, okay? Sarasota, Bradenton, there's at least 10, 15 jiu-jitsu schools, you know? And it's not so far away that I'm not drawing and competing with those guys, but it's also a different demographic that I'm targeting. So I found the hole. I plugged it. But the biggest reason I'm making this podcast is because I'm getting lots of questions. I've had people ask me to mentor them and do a mentorship business program because they see, not necessarily, I mean, yes, they see the success, but they see the connections. They see what I'm doing, you know, and it's just like anything else in life. You have to really be able to get yourself out there, put in the work, and be very self-aware. Okay? If... You realize, okay, there's there's a few different people in the world, the kinds that want to be entrepreneurs and the kinds that are entrepreneurs, okay? And if you just want to be one, there's easier ways to make money. If you just want to have that glamour of saying, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, I go out here, I do this, I make X amount, but you're not willing to go out there and actually put in the work and grind and cry and put everything in your businesses and see them fail and then slowly start getting successes, you're not going to be able to do what others are doing. And that's okay. You have to be self aware. I I tell Jenna often that I really wish I had that part of my brain that allowed me to punch a clock and know, hey, after 20 years, I can retire and do whatever the hell I want, go to a beach somewhere. Retirement scares the fuck out of me because I'm going to be Bored out of my mind. Honestly, I don't think I'm ever going to retire because I love what I do too much. I love teaching. I love helping other people. I love the rush of growing businesses, you know? And some people like to gamble. I tried to get into that because I thought it would be like up my alley. It's not my thing. My gambling is taking a, a chance on myself to grow a business and potentially make it big, you know, strike gold. That's what I enjoy. I enjoy having a million things to do. You know, I bitch about it because I do run around ragged and my body and mind take a toll. But if you don't have that in your brain that says, hey, I want to do this, I want to I want to stay up late. I want to work weird hours. I want to work seven days a week. I'm not saying I work 14 hours, seven days a week, but there are days that I put 14, 16 hours in, you know, especially when I'm traveling and doing things in Miami and Orlando, or I'm going to Tennessee or I go up to New York and all that shit. But as much as during that time, I'm uncomfortable and I'd rather be at home with my wife, there's still that rush. And there's that when I'm sitting at home with my wife, I want to be working. You know, I want to be going out there and building the brand, helping other people out, helping people continue their, their, their success, you know, so I'm not sure if this podcast was really a recipe for success, but kind of just like telling you, it started off with the self-awareness and I think that's the biggest thing, self-awareness, having a feast principle over famine, liking the open market and knowing yourself and that mindset to know if you have what it takes to build a business, you know? And there's nothing wrong with it. If not, you know, there's plenty of ways in jujitsu to make money without building a business, without being a competitor. You can go work for flow. You can go work at a gym. You can go work for a clothing brand. There's all those things. But if you really, really, really want to build a business in this industry, find the need. And then if you're passionate about it, build the product. All right, guys, guys, Suck 1% less every day, be a little bit less of a piece of shit than you were yesterday.